This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. By surprise, I'm guessing it's not too serious. How did uh, Jay Gruden react to the news that he had to put Jordan Reed on the pup? Um, he said that uh, it wasn't something serious. He said it was bothering Jordan as he, the last couple of weeks as he was trying to get ready uh, for training camp. Obviously, he's been training down in Miami a lot uh, with Chad Johnson. And a um, number of his teammates also said that Jordan said it wasn't uh, a really big deal. They're hoping that about a week he'll be back out there. Obviously, they'd like to have everybody out there. But when it's Jordan Reed, you don't want something like this lingering into the season. It's better to err on the side of caution. He was walking a little stiff yesterday, like he wasn't putting um, the weight on the, that foot or those toes. Um, so hopefully they get him out there soon and he'll be uh, fully healthy and this isn't something that lingers throughout the season. Hmm. Skins fans are already panicking, though. You know how they are. Oh, Jordan Reed's yeah, hurt well, again. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> it's Jordan Reed. You know, he's amazing talent, but he's not hasn't been very durable. So you understand why they're uh, freaking out and, and wondering, uh-oh, is it really as bad, is, is not as bad as they're saying, or is it worse? You know, so I understand the uh, the alarm on the, the part of fans. Yep. Um, all right, so in your takeaways here, uh, you know, it's only been one day of camp, but uh, we, we love to overanalyze. So you point right. out you point out it's too early to tell if the defense has improved. Can you expand on that? Yeah, well, right now we don't even know who the starting defense alignment are, who the starting inside linebackers are, or the outside linebacker opposite Ryan Kerrigan. I mean, it looks like Preston Smith's job to lose, but he's got Junior Gallette and Ryan Anderson breathing down his neck, and Ryan Anderson has looked pretty good um, when he's going against second-team guys, but he did uh, have uh, a couple rushes against uh, Morgan Moses where he looked good. And so you don't know. Uh, the defensive line, yeah, they drafted Jonathan Allen. You have to think he's going to start. Stacey McGee and Terrell McClain, they signed him free agency. But throughout uh, the spring practices and yesterday, those two guys still have not shared the line together. Terrell McClain was with the first team for the first time because he wasn't there with the uh, practicing with the first team. He was second and third team during the spring. And uh, Stacey McGee was the backup to him. Um, and, and so you've got Joey Mbu, who's a young guy who was on the practice squad, but has worked really hard with Trent Williams all off season, who Jim Tom Sula really likes, who's worked as starting nose tackle. But you got to wonder, okay, for how long? Is this just to motivate and stoke competition? I don't know. Um, so until you get that front seven nailed down, that's the big area that was a concern for them, in addition to safety, but I think safety will be better. Uh, but until we see this thing start to come into some clarity, we're really not going to know about this defense. Mike, did all of the fans at training camp erupt in applause when Junior Gallette made it through his first real practice <laughs> as a Redskin at training camp because of the Achilles injuries he suffered in the past few years? Well, they might have, but there was only like maybe 200 people there, so I couldn't really hear their applause very loud. Um, so uh junior was out there um running around uh he looks pretty good um looks like he's uh, a little leaner has not had any limitation or everything like that 
but we'll see once he gets out to games. Obviously, you know, yesterday was a big step for him, uh, but he hasn't really been on the field in two years now. Obviously, he practiced and got hurt uh, during the preseason week three before that game uh, the first year, 2015. Uh, But, yeah, we'll see what he can do. If he's healthy, I think that that really is a big uh, return for the Redskins. Let's talk about DJ Swearinger. One of the new guys on defense, um, you know, and for for Redskins fans who don't know much about him, he was a, a big time safety out of South Carolina, played in the SEC. He was a high pick by Houston in 2013 in the second round, but he's now on his fourth team, and you know he's only in his what fifth year. Uh, so he's, right, he was right. he was essentially cut by both Tampa and Houston. So, um, but I know they're expecting big things from. Him. So, what what should Redskins fans expect from him, and how do you think he's gonna he's gonna fit in with this defense yeah and he was at the Arizona um where you know they have uh Tyron Matthew and Deion Buchanan so I don't know if it was a matter of they didn't have a space to to fit him you know or, or what why they didn't um you know why he didn't stay there but this is something for the Redskins that if you look at him he is probably the best safety prospect they've had in a long time because they've tried with, you know, the Ryan Clarks who tail end of their career, Shimago Itagwe, um, you know, Madeo Williams, uh, guys who are either aging or guys who are former cornerbacks like D'Angelo Hall and Will Blackman and DeShazer Everett. They finally have a guy who is a legit safety, um, a good communicator. We see him out there on the field directing traffic he's uh working with Stuart Cravens is the Cravens is a strong safety but sometimes they have to switch depending on the sides and uh, it looks like he's really smart um you know he's got good athleticism he wasn't really viewed uh, by a lot of people as a pure free safety kind of like a, a a tweener but the Redskins will be counting on him uh, to play a lot of free safety uh and you know we'll see I just know that and the coaches have said this looks like the the a true safety which they've needed for a while now. So that just in and of itself, because he's not a project guy or running out of gas, should help back there. Joined by Mike Jones from the Washington Post covers the Redskins for them. He's in Richmond. So when you made the comment about only two hundred people at training camp, you're saying it's is it far less than in previous years? Yeah, yesterday was really sparse. It was the smallest crowd in Richmond that I've seen. Um, now, it was a Thursday. You know, you got people working. It was supposed to be a hot day. Uh, we'll see how it picks up towards the weekend. But it was um, definitely a pretty small um, crowd compared to, and I thought maybe oh, it's just because it's the walkthrough, but the crowd didn't really grow very much during the afternoon practice either. So I don't know if there's some uh, fatigue on the part. You know, people say, oh, we've seen it already before or what, but so far, we'll see what happens after uh, you know day one, but it just wasn't a booming uh, crowd out there. Now, you pointed out that Kendall Fuller actually had a big day. Yeah, he did. Um, he had uh, an interception of Kirk Cousins, uh, got good position running on uh, playing underneath coverage with Josh Norman over the top on Brian Quick and uh, picked off that pass. And then later, he did a good job of reading uh, Nate Sudfeld, there was some miscommunication where uh, one of the undrafted rookies uh, ran up the sideline and then cut to the inside, and Sudfeld just gunned it towards the outside, and Fuller broke off and, and made a good catch. And he said, um, I talked to him some, he said, man, like Nat, last year I was coming off injury. I was you know, I was trying to learn everything as a rookie. Now I feel confident and feel comfortable. He's got his old college coach 
um, uh, Torian Gray is his position coach. And so he said, I'm just able to go out there and have fun. He's hoping to build on that. Uh, it would be uh, big for the Redskins if he can find that consistency and play like they believe that he could. You know, as people were touting him as if he had been healthy, he would have been a first-round pick. So um, if he can bring stability to that nickelback position there, uh, this defense will um, improve on that front as well. Mike, um, I'm, I'm probably going to ask every Redskins reporter or, or NFL guest the same question. We asked Charlie Cashley this yesterday. I just want to get everyone's feedback on this. I, I don't want to talk about Cousins, like the contract per se, but just maybe the future. So if I gave you three options, first option is that he signs another tag, whether it's a franchise tag or a transition. Second option is he signs a long-term deal with the Redskins at some point um, in the next year. Third option is he walks and skins don't get much for him, if anything. What would you choose out of those three options? Um, I would probably choose he signs a tag. Um, I think the Redskins would probably franchise, I mean, sorry, transition tag him. And then I think somebody probably, I mean, it'd be easy to outbid them. Uh, if you're a team like San Francisco, who's got going to have $100 million in cap space, um, the Redskins maybe could match something if it wasn't stupid. But, I mean, if they have a great year, then maybe they do franchise them all over again um, and try to get something done. But I just think most likely they transition to try to give themselves a little bit of control of the situation, but then ultimately get outbid. Now, Gruden addressed something yesterday, which I don't think was necessary, but there's a minority opinion that if Kirk struggles, they'd be more likely to turn to Colt McCoy quicker because uh, the future is tenuous. He said yesterday, though, that Kirk's getting all the starter reps, right? Yeah. Um, in their mind, um, you know, they're not planning for him to struggle. They they feel like he's going to be like he was last year or sure. he's going to be better. Um, and uh, he hasn't shown any reason why they should, should worry about that. Um, and also, look, they're paying him a lot of money. So I think that even if he hits a rough patch, he's not going to be looking over his shoulder. I mean, he's played at a high level for back-to-back years now. He's uh, one of the most important guys on the team. They wouldn't be that quick uh, to, to you know, yank him because you have to start thinking about next year. They will try to work through the rough patch and hope that they go out there and have a really good year and then feelings are better about each other and they can get something done. But Jay loves Kirk, and I don't think he's going to go up on him quickly. Mike, what would some of the old school Redskins think of this marshmallow soft camp <laughs> schedule? It, the camp lasts 18 days, July 27th through August 13th. It's closed five of those days. These guys are barely in a training work camp. On Sundays, cakes. I mean, I see, I see camp closed. I mean, it, it's closed two days around their first preseason game against the Ravens. But then right. the, Friday, August 4th, camp's closed. Sunday, July 30th. Camp is closed. You got three days of work and need a day off. Cakes I, might be going a little soft on us, Mike. Well, I mean that's just how the NFL, the CBA, everything is now. Like they're trying to take care of these bodies. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure that some of the old school guys have been like, man, I probably could have played another three or four years. They right. probably a lot of those guys didn't feel like gearing up for training camp and the rigors of that, and so uh, they didn't, you know, continue to play. Um, but, you know, they also now, these guys work year-round almost, uh, which in the old days they were off from completely off during the winter and, you know, spring and 
summer. So, you know, until they started back at training camp. So it's, it's, it's a trade off. The, these guys don't have as much downtime because they're practicing in May and June and a little bit of April. And uh, so, yeah, um, the guys are getting in good work though. Um, I guess that's every team has these type of, you know, conditions and, uh, you know, Bill Belichick gets a lot out of his guys and they're practicing this way. And some coaches don't get a lot of their guys when they are still practicing this way. Michael, let me ask one, one last one. Um, just based on looks, was there one guy who showed up maybe a little overweight that surprised you and one guy who looked in phenomenal shape that maybe surprised you? Um, I wouldn't say that. No, I mean, no everybody fans. looks like they're – No, yeah, there's no Albert Hainsworth, you know, waddling around. <laughs> um, there's some big guys here, but everybody looks like they're moving well. Didn't you say um, Preston Smith looks a little bigger, right? Uh, yeah, he looks a little bigger, um, you know, across the, like, his his chest and his shoulders and a little smaller in the midsection. Um, a lot of these guys, you know, they, everybody's talking about, oh, yeah, I'm eating better, trying to, you know, put in better things and get more out of it. But we'll see. Last, last year, Preston Smith um, talked about eating better, too, and it didn't really translate onto the field. But you hope that eventually – um, it'll click for him. But right now, I mean, he just he still looks really indecisive. I know it's a tough one against Trent Williams, but you would hope he would challenge him a little bit more than what he is. I mean, Brian Arakpo uh, struggled with Trent Williams, but they were he would win one and out of four or five hmm. face-offs, and Trent Williams looks like he's holding off his little brother um, and not a grown man when he goes against Preston Smith. All right, thank you, Mike. We'll talk to you soon. It's Mike Jones from Washington Post. Hey, buddy. Thanks for the time, man. Thank you, Mike. reporter. All right. See you guys. Thanks. See you. A little bit later, we've got Dan Colco from Mass, and we'll talk some Nats, find out if they're going to make a move before the trade deadline. He'll join us at 9. And Skippy, who we always love having on, give him a little more time. I heard you guys kind of hoard him last Friday. He'll join us at 940. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.